0: Hello, my dear brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. I welcome you to this week's edition of the St. Jude Parish Chatter. We're going through the month of February now, and I'm here with Tyler. Hello, Tyler.
1: Hello, Father. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing excellent. I'm happy to say I'm super thrilled about today's podcast because today <laughs> I get to
1: interview you,
0: and we have changed the chairs around. I get to be in charge in the, in the interview, and um, so I'm totally excited about that. We're going to find out more about you, and I thought we could start by talking about stores that you like. What are the places that you like? To go
1: to right, you know, and we were talking this a little ahead of time, and and specifically, I think the idea of, for me at least, like stores that like I like uncommon strange, strange uncommon stores. People think of. oh, a lot of people think oh, they're going to Target or Walmart and stuff. For me, I I I like going into like an office supply store. Well, uh, and like I, yeah. before we started recording today, I was like, oh, you know, uh, my pen here, it's it's starting to wear out. I, I need a new pen and I love going and finding a new pen and, and walking around and seeing all those things or even going to, you know, uh, uh, an organization store, like the container store. I love the idea of like looking through, like, how can I better organize and, and put things in, in place? It's my German side coming out. Um, I have
0: to admit, I, I love, uh, staples as well. And I get my office supplies from staples. And I feel like now I've got what I need to function even better. And so <laughs> exactly. I, I like staples. Uh, I'm not, um, I, I don't have to go there very often. I'm more of a hunter than a gatherer. And I've discovered that all I have to do is go to Walmart and I can hunt for whatever I want and I can usually find it and walk out <laughs> with what I needed. So I, I don't have to visit many stores in order to get what I want. So I'll, I'll admit my Walmart bias. <laughs> I like Walmart.
1: Yeah. And outside of that, like, you know, those those strangers. I, I don't, you know, go shopping very often myself. I like go. I do like going to the grocery store. I mostly because mm-hmm. we've heard. I feel like the past couple weeks now. I like food. I like cooking, and so yeah. I enjoy going to a grocery store and finding the right ingredients for things.
0: More interesting recently has been the prices in the grocery stores. So I went around watching (laughs) eggs just skyrocket in their prices. And it used to be you could buy a dozen eggs for two or three dollars. And if you have that now, uh, at Walmart recently, the checkout lady was explaining to me that they put the wrong price on the eggs. And it was something like $7 for uh, a dozen eggs. And it was supposed to have been much higher, like nine dollars. And so they had a run on eggs, and everybody bought them out of eggs. And then they changed the price up to up to being much higher. Wow! And um, yeah, just the nature of the world that it, it changes these prices so quickly on on these things. I like bakeries, mm. so when I um, when I get a chance to like do a diet day off or to cheat on my diet, I'll go to a bakery, and just a cheese Danish at a bakery mm. is like the the treat
1: of life. And so. Those are the stores that I like to head into. I love bakeries. I love, like, authentic, like, let's get you the good bread, the Mm. good pastries. Not just, like, a bunch of cake things, but, like... Um, we've got one not here, far from here from the parish. There's one that's close to my house. Mm. Um, there's one that's down in Inglewood area that's a French bakery that has mm. great croissants. Just um, to give a, a shout out to Taste of Denmark. Mm. We used to
0: order those when I was at my last parish to get them <laughs> And now it's in my parish boundaries. I'm, I got the no. luckiest priest on the planet. Thank you, Archbishop, it's, for sending me to St. Jude Parish so that we can have Taste of Denmark right here. It's so
1: close and so dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> it is so good. Thank, thank you, Lord, for Taste of Denmark. Well, uh, our sponsor for our podcast this week is an upcoming event called Mountain Madness. What is it, Tyler? Mountain Madness is a weekend conference for middle school students. Um, and now we've already, we've already signed kids up for this. It's only a couple weeks or, or, you know, it's actually a week away from, from when this podcast is being released. Um, but we've got, you know, 12 kids from St. Jude that are, are going up there to the mountains in Estes Park at the YMCA, of the Rockies. Um, facilities and, and middle school students from all around the archdiocese will join up there for, for a whole weekend, um, to, uh, grow deeper in their faith to, to worship God, to mm-hmm. adoration, mass, confession. Oh, um, some, some talk, some, some time of fun, some games. Um, there'll be, you know, you, every year there's, you know, around 1200 middle school students from around the mm-hmm. Archdiocese that show up there. And it's absolutely insane. It's, it's crazy with all those people there, but it's been a wonderful experience. And, and usually I don't get much sleep when I'm up there with, the, with the mm-hmm. kids, uh, especially last year when I was just falling asleep. And it was just past midnight and the fire alarm went off at our, in oh, our little dorm. Oh, um, so hopefully that doesn't happen this year, but it's a great, great experience. And, and although we're saying, you know, Mountain Madness is sponsoring us, none of, none of you listening can go at this point, probably because you're not middle school. <laughs> um, but also because we've already signed up, but, we ask yeah. you to pray for our kids. That's right. uh, This upcoming the, weekend, the middle
0: schoolers in the parish already know about it and they've been invited. Right. So, but, up. but but I ask you to them.
1: keep them in your prayers this this yeah. upcoming weekend. So it's February 17th through the 19th. And um, pray for me
0: because I'm going up there to hear confessions for Mountain Madness, but I have to come back in the mm-hmm. middle of the night after hearing confessions, yeah. and so this is February going through, from Estes Park down, and so it's, ice and snow can be uh, an issue. With deer, the deer yeah. can run right out in front of you.
1: It's,
0: so um, yeah, pray for, for your pastor too. Absolutely. Not only for your your kids but for the pastor so
1: it'll be a great experience and uh you can if you see some middle school students after after next weekend and ask them if they went and tell ask them about stories about it so
0: Mm -hmm. Um, so thank you tyler for running that program for us and for getting our kids up to mountain madness i want to ask you more questions about who you are tyler (laughs) and i get to interview the um director of youth and uh and um uh Catechesis is that your title again? What's your title here? <laughs> Director
1: of religious education and youth.
0: Director of religious education and youth. So I'm so happy to be able to interview Tyler in this podcast. So let's just start at the beginning. What's your earliest memory in
1: life? I'm, I've got a really bad memory, and so I'm trying. I've, I, I'm trying to think what is my earliest memory, and I'm not sure if this is my earliest, but it's the one that sticks out the most. Um, and it is going to a concert um with my mom and my grandma in rapid city south dakota to uh listen to garth brooks oh no um, kidding <laughs> um so this
0: why does it stick out in your mind was I it the show it's the shirts isn't it he wore it these must, very colorful must shirts have, I, I don't patterns. even
1: remember really having that enjoying myself that much because it felt like it took forever because there was you know opening act it felt like it took forever to get to him on there and that's mm-hmm. who all, all i knew my grandma absolutely loved him mm-hmm. um but there's just something that sticks out to me for some reason. Going to that is my first concert. I'm sure I had other memories prior to that. But that one is a little more vivid. I remember getting out of the, out of the car when we got there. And there's some How other, old would
0: you guess that you were?
1: Probably seven, six. No, I was probably five or six. Five six, or six. Six. I'm so six.
0: when uh, when I was growing up, and I wasn't five or six when Garth, Garth Rook was young, so I'm, I'm a little older <laughs> than you are, Tyler. But we have in common this fascination with Garth Brooks. So for that being an early memory, I give you credit for that. <laughs> um, as an adult, one of his songs, The Fire, just really stands mm-hmm. out to me. And there's just uh, so much great catechesis in that, that um, life is not tried, it is merely survived if you're standing outside the fire. Yeah. I think the fire is an image of the, of the Holy Spirit. So... You were in Rapid City, South Dakota. Tell us about this. Did we know that you lived there? How did you end up in Rapid City? And where else have you lived? What's your background?
1: Well, uh, you know, I was born in a a smaller town than Rapid City called Hot Springs, South Dakota. Um, And uh, it's, you know, just a a little bit bigger town from the town that the the Eberleys homesteaded in when they came to the country. Um, And so, you know, I was born there and uh, grew up... uh, early first what six or seven years of my life in South Dakota um, that's where you know my grandparents live that's where said so the the Eberle homestead is in in, in South Dakota um, when the the Eberleys came Give over us some
0: perspective is this close to the Black Hills and yeah. to um, Rapid City yeah it's area? right
1: it's right in the Black Hills um, mm-hmm. and so it's 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 in the heart of it I mean half hour drive from, from Mount Rushmore. Or so oh, so you went there all more. the time. You could oh yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, I mean the, the town specifically that, that my, my grandparents, uh, lived and my mom grew up in was, it's like 15 minutes from the border with Wyoming. Oh, um, perfect. so yeah, you know, that grew up in that area and then in, in, in rapid city itself, um, for, for a good portion of the beginning of my life. And then eventually moved out to, uh, Oregon, yeah. um, My mom was going back to school at the University of Oregon, and so we lived out with uh, a great great aunt of mine. Um,
0: And which city is that in Oregon?
1: uh, Well, she went to school at Eugene, which is the University of Oregon, and we lived about an hour or so south of that in a small little town called Sutherland um Mm -hmm. i get to go back there again this past summer for my great great aunt's uh funeral um small little town off i-5 uh i i grew up most of my life in small towns um we have a priest in the
0: archdiocese who's from oregon and he likes to say i'm from a very boring town and (laughs) the name of his town is boring Boring oregon Oregon.
1: (laughs) yeah um so uh yeah so i lived out there in oregon for about three years um
0: how'd you end up here in denver
1: uh, eventually you know my mom graduated and uh, we found our way out here um, mm-hmm. my mom got a job out here we uh, and so the rest of my life I, I grew up in Broomfield Colorado mm-hmm. um, and so I you know went to school there went to b- graduate at Broomfield High School and eventually um, you know I you know I grew up I you know I was I was Catholic and everything but um, and, and we lived out our faith in going to mass on Sundays and that, that was, that was about it though. And eventually, but something um, took hold because you ended up in the seminary. Something took happen? hold. Well, yeah. uh, I started, I never started serving at mass until I was a sophomore in high school. And, um, and when I remember when I first started serving, like I, I really enjoyed it. It, 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 it Brought some a different dimension and to Mass And which masterly. parish was that? It was <laughs> at Holy Trinity uh, up in Westminster. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, with uh, Father John Hilton. Oh, sure, one of our um, heroes. And so uh, I remember you started to serve Mass there, and I was a sophomore in high school, and I, I really enjoyed it. Well,
0: I like it. to tell everybody that I'm Father John Hilton on Botox.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to lie, but when I, when I first met you, Father, I'm like, you reminded me exactly of oh, my, my pastor great. in high but school growing up. That's um, an honor. Thank you. Listen, <laughs> Father Hilton, we're, we're honoring you. Um, but you know, I, you know, there was a lot of servers and I only got so much time I was scheduled to be able to serve. And so I, but I noticed when servers would be missing, Father Hilton would come out and he would ask me a lot of times. And so I had this opportunity to go and serve a lot more often. It felt like, which I, I loved. Uh, and I remember one of the times I got asked by the vocation director who was visiting, like, have you ever thought about the priesthood? And my initial thought was. Yeah, I have, and part of the reason was was like if I, if I become a priest, I have all these things I struggle. Maybe those will go away. Mm. Uh, I learned that was not the case. Um, <laughs> but n- n- nevertheless, to say I, I, you know, I went to retreats and I was like, you know, I think God might be calling me to this. And so I graduated high school and, and decided to enter into the seminary and for the Archdiocese of Denver and um, got sent to a college seminary in Minnesota for a couple of years before coming back. Well, here was that St.
0: John Vianney? Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah.
1: So I've I was there it. for a couple of years and then came back here to Denver to St. John Vianney. And um, I was in seminary for six and a half years. Mm. Um, so I was in my second year of theology. I was a little over a year away from being ordained a deacon. And, you know, I, I, even at that time when I was discerning to leave, like it was... I really want to be a priest, but God was really putting out my heart like no I have something else in store for mm-hmm. you um, and that something else had a name
0: was that Christine <laughs> eventually I come <laughs> to
1: find out that 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 somebody else has, has had a name and that's my wife Christina uh, and so you know I left seminary in um, you know February of 2012 and and uh, it I didn't know what I was going to do initially. Well, my spiritual director before I even left, he's like, what would you do if you left? I'm like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I have a degree in philosophy and, um, and eventually realizing like, I, I enjoy working with youth. I, in my time in seminary, I had opportunities to help lead some programs during the summer and even helping out with the youth group that I grew up at, with, helping them out at different times. So you've been
0: doing youth ministry for how many years now?
1: Uh, full time in the parish for just about 11 years, but 11 he, prior years. to that, I mean, I was helping out with it in seminary as well. I bet you met well. some
0: interesting people along the way. Who is, was <laughs> the the most memorable child that you've ever worked with as a youth minister?
1: Um, I think there's a couple of them. One of them, um, is, is a kid I got to work with when I was up in Loveland and, uh, mm. and I pray for him right now, especially he actually just passed away this past mm. year. Oh God, rest his um, soul. It was very it was kind of tragic, but he was—he's was a wonderful, wonderful young man. Um, he, he had so much energy uh, and really was just striving to figure out where he was in his own life and mm. with some of his own, own you know personal background. And I still remember having just a wonderful conversation with him uh, when we were at World Youth Day in Poland. Um, before the, the vigil, just, just, it was was just an amazing conversation and it just was so natural. And, and I know that, you know, he had his own struggles and yet he was still striving constantly to live out his faith. Even after he graduated high school and everything, he would, Mm. he would reach out to, you know, one of the priests that he had up, we had up there in Loveland. Uh, even afterwards, he would constantly reach out to him. And, um, and so he was, he's very memorable. I'll always remember him and, and now, pray for him and i I pray that he you know might be in heaven and can pray for me now
0: beautiful yeah who's one of the most surprising children that you've ever worked with that you didn't think would turn out this way and it started one way and it went another way do you have (laughs) any surprising kids uh
1: yeah i i definitely i definitely do i mean some of those the kids that i've worked with over the years of um I remember some of them, I remember they would come into my office just to talk at the, you know, the first parish I worked at was actually up in, at the cathedral in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I remember there being a kid even, um, who would come into my office and I would talk and I felt really awkward and it wasn't me. He was a little awkward. Um, and yet, he he was so lively, despite his awkwardness, and so despite me not knowing how to interact with him at times. There was a, a desire in him to grow deeper, and mm. and to see him even try to strive to push even past some of his awkwardness at times. Have you
0: kept up with him? How's he doing today? I haven't talked to him in in,
1: in recently. About like ten years ago um, or so. Yeah, e- yeah, easily ten years now. Um, and so I I. I, there's been a couple of times over the past few years that he's reached out to me, like through so- social medias mm. and everything. But And you
0: say to him, you're not in jail. I'm surprised <laughs> you're not in jail today. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you're using your one telephone call to call me? <laughs> Congratulations. Um, How most likely to succeed? Have you have had any kids that were really stellar and you said, this kid is really going to succeed? Have you identified those?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, I've, I've had the, Besides
0: all the ones in our youth group. Right, exactly. I mean. every, yeah. every
1: single one here at St. Jude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, there's absolutely been I think every every parish on that, there's there's these kids that they they stick out and I like they have a lot they've they're very intelligent and and they're really faithful and they just want to learn more. I mean, I again I think of my time in Loveland uh one of the years I was there I did this kind of extra thing on outside of our normal, you know, high school youth group. It was just a uh, after school, I think it was like a Tuesday uh, or Wednesday, you know, come come to the church after school. We'll start with, you know, half hour of time in the adoration chapel, then afterwards we'll go down into the kind of youth area. And we're just going to have random conversations about what you want to talk about, what I think just fascinating topics that outside of we might wouldn't do on a normal youth group. And it was just fascinating, some of those conversations, and some of those kids in, in particular that I was like, they, they wanted to know more. And, yeah. and I know like even if they didn't always understand everything, there's that, that desire to know more that I can see them like you're you're going to go far because you just have the desire to, to learn and to engage with the world around I you. I was
0: visiting with a religious sister a couple of years ago, and she pointed out to me that the young today are filled with knowledge. Hmm. But their knowledge is somewhat trivial. They can tell you who the star was and whatever sitcom was on TV last night, and they can tell you about what somebody is doing at school. But they they. Our, our knowledge is for truth and truth is so deep mm, mm-hmm. and the church can give them the truth. They can tell them that Jesus is Lord and He's the fullness of the revelation of the Father and we have the power of the Holy Spirit working within us. And the young want to know Absolutely. that and they're not yeah. getting it from these other outlets of mm-hmm. social media and from, from the, uh, the secular news agencies. But they can get it from
1: the church, mm. and we're the ones that are uniquely qualified to be able to tell them the truth. Mm, absolutely, no, yeah. There's absolutely mm. just a desire for them. To, they want to know, and they're they're fascinated by by fascinating things, even in our own faith that we can look at. I remember going and and talking about like all the political and and historical stuff behind the council of Nicaea and how we got our creed mm-hmm. and like looking at that like was fascinating as much as I the history behind it to me was fascinating those kids that showed up there they thought it was fascinating they wanted to no know more mm-hmm. um great well um oh, do I
0: get to wrap things up I, I, I think I'm you not going blessing thing. but I do need to say that we're coming to the end of our time with this podcast and it's been great getting to know you better Tyler thank you for sharing yourself with us and for being vulnerable with us it's yeah a great absolutely gift to St. Jude Parish. So is it okay with you if I offer a blessing for everybody? Please do. (laughs) The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.